evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Um, hi. Sorry for the delay in starting. Um, I had some stuff that needed putting away, and well, it needed to be done, really. So, never mind. That's uh, that's that all sorted. Good evening. Welcome to Saturday Night Sega. We are on episode ninety-seven. <sighs> Three weeks to go to the big 100. That sounds like it should be some sort of like, um, I don't know, like some sort of rap song. Three weeks to go to the big 100! Like something like that, I don't know. Um, anyway, I was meant to have uh, Project Phoenix, Titan's Creed, whoever you want to call him, um, on air with me tonight. He said he'd be back from, um, from the, uh, the thing, the Sonic London meet earlier, uh, and he's not, so it looks like I'm on my own. Um, right, I'm going to get a few announcements out of the way because I'm getting hassled to do them, and, and I suppose we should just get them out of the way. Uh, SJ wants me to mention that um, we're going we're gonna to be trialling the Sega Jukebox again. Uh, on March the 22nd at 9pm GMT. Um, that's a Thursday. That's, what, three weeks this Thursday. Uh, and also, uh, Spanner in the IRC also wants uh, everybody on Radio Sega to know that the Sega Fantasy Zone, starting from tonight, uh, will be on at 8pm um, Central, 9pm Eastern, or 2am uh, GMT. So, there you go, that's that done. So basically, uh, I can overrun as much as I want this evening, because <laughs> there's no show following on. Um, I have actually got a more pressing um, announcement that I will make a little bit later. Um, so we'll, we'll handle that later. Um... Yeah, I... Hang on. I was, I was kind of hoping this music in the background would be a, a bit more mellower, but I suppose, you know, picking something called Battle... Um, ...is, well, not really the best of choices. Uh, Silver Sonic is also trying to send me something to download while I'm uh, broadcasting. That doesn't tend to work too well for me, is in my opinion. Um, so we'll we'll try and get that on in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm going to try and shy away from the Sonic music anyway this week because there's an awful lot of it, um, especially recently, and I'm trying to keep away from it as best I can. So we started the show with Jet Set Radio, Grace and Glory, a bit appropriate because um, Sega this week announced that um, Jet Set Radio will be coming out on Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network. I was really hoping I could discuss this in a bit more detail, but hey-ho, might, uh, might be able to do it a bit later, might not. Um, and then after that, F355 Challenge and a flared skirt. Um, yeah. Hope you're all. Uh, hope you're all doing all right. Um, I suppose we have got some. Um, I suppose we have got some Sega news that we can discuss. 
there is obviously the Jet Set Radio um, announcement. There's the first uh, gameplay trailer of Sonic 4 Episode 2. And also... Um, well, something that I actually found from another website. Uh, concept art and screenshots um, from a cancelled remake of Streets of Rage. Like an official remake. Not quite too sure how many um, how many people have heard of that. Uh, I've also got something that I'm going to play that's a bit pedantic. Um, at the start of the week, I don't know if you really noticed, um, I was kind of really, really raving a um, Overclock Remix track, which uh, was taken from Final Fantasies VI and VII. It's, uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And... Um, I'm going to play it tonight on the basis that if you actually owned Bleemcast, you could actually play Final Fantasy VII on your Dreamcast via um, emulation or piracy or whatever you really want to call it because, you know, the, the Bleemcast disc itself might have been illegal, but, you know, you had to actually physically own Final Fantasy VII, so I wouldn't really call it piracy per se. I, I, I'd say it was more um, a workaround, to be quite honest with you. So I'm being pedantic and using that as a reason to um, to get to get this song on. Uh, whether we're going to close with it or not, I'm not entirely sure. But I'm going to play it anyway. It's it's an absolute tune, uh, if not a little bit heavy when it comes to the vocals, a little bit sweary. Um, if you if you pay particular attention, that is. If not, then I'm I'm sure you won't notice, and I'm I'm sure you won't particularly care. Um. But yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, all we've got in store for you today. I'm just trying to find something that I want to actually start the show proper off with because um, I don't really want to keep talking to you for too long at the moment. Um, I did actually, I, I scrolled straight past something. Uh, i tell you what, we've had this quite a while. Let's, uh, we'll whack that on. Yeah, so we're going to have a track from Sega Rally 2 and... Then I don't know. I'll I'll see whatever comes to mind while while the music's on.
Okay, so we had um, Out Trigger and Trigger 07 there. I, I have no idea what any of the music from Out Trigger is, to be quite honest with you, because, um, well, it has no names. Um, and then before that we had Sega Rally 2 and Root, two, uh, Root, Root, whatever it's called. There's, there's numbers at the end. Hang on, I think it's 246. It is, it's Root 246. Uh, that's from the remix album. It's a good track. Um, and we, we have a substitute for, uh, for, for Titan's Creed. Um, Vija has has offered to come in, and because I just want someone to talk to, uh, I agreed. So, hello, hello. Yes, uh, I, I'm tonight. I will be your substitute, Pete. I will attempt to grow a thicker beard in order to compensate. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> grow, grow, growing a thicker beard. Right. It also and, it also and, kind and of helps be opinionated. <laughs> be more, be more opinionated. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, it kind of helps because with the stuff that I wanted to talk about this week with the, the Sega gubbins, it's always kind of nice to be able to discuss with people rather than just going, so this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened afterwards. And then about, and ten, it's, it's all, and then about half a minute silence. <laughs> just as, as you allow people to just absorb the information. I'm yes. already bullshitting. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh, never mind. It's uh, it's it, it's not not a problem. I've just I've just had on MSN. Um, T Bird said that he was going to offer to come in as well, as he's much more exciting. Well, you know. <laughs> uh, well, I'm... he is far more exciting. I will admit that. Well, well, to be quite to be quite fair, I don't care. The more the merrier. So you know, I, if we, fair if we end yeah. up. With, if we, if we end up with more, then we end up with more, and it means that we, we end up having more discussion and less music, which people don't seem to like, but I don't care. It's my TV show. My TV show? My radio show. It's my show. Yes, it's your I show. Don't do it. But we I don't, don't do it on do a But you show. don't do it on TV. Yet. No. <laughs> Yet. Something that I've actually toyed with. Um, I certainly toyed with it during the Sega-thon, actually, doing some bits. Um... During the uh, like, just some bits during like live streaming, and it didn't really work out. I was gonna do it like overnight, so people could mm. just see how shattered I was. And I never really did it. Maybe this year, who knows? There's there's, there's yeah, plenty of time between they, now and November. They can record the old the bags growing under your eyes. <laughs> yes, yes. Keep, not, keep not, account not, of the cans of relentless you get through. Relent? Oh no, I'm not, I'm not really one for energy drink. Um, to be quite fair, the um, the actual amount of, of, of drink that I had during that 24-hour show last November was relatively little. Um, I, I I did quite well. You know, I'm not really a, a coffee person. Captain True says is is Saturday Night Sega a talk show now? Um, it is when I when I get people on with me because we just tend to lose track of time and, and talk and talk and talk and talk and we just talk loads. So. It's easier yeah. to talk. It is. It's a lot easier to talk rather than trying to trying to play music because I can just play crap in the background and just talk about things. Anyway, we we um ah yep. Now that's cool. Um, Titan Screech just putting uh, an apology on Twitter. It's all alright. Don't panic. Not too sure about being next week though because um. Next week we're going to be doing a two-hour show of Jet Set Radio. I suppose I can have someone co-hosting with that. We'll just play less Jet Set Radio. But you're supposed to be playing more Jet Set Radio. Well, uh, oh, well, oh yeah, no, 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 wait. Thing. You could I'd run it longer than two hours now, can't you? 
Um, well, I could run it. E I could run it either way. I could run from. I'd probably run from nine o'clock actually. Yes. I don't. I don't see a T-bird appearing, so I think that's safe to say that he's not going to be uh, not going to be coming along and, and sharing his pearls of wisdom. His pearls of nuclear physics. Nuclear physics. Nu nuclear physics. Is that is that what um, Sonic 4.2 is going to get? They, they've um, they, they've they've mentioned that they're going to uh, that they've changed the physics engine, so it's now gone to nuclear physics. So everything's going to be like super speedy. And it's, it's also why Sonic and Tails, when they're doing unmentionable things, they, they glow green. Uh, Radioactive spin dash <laughs> attack! Uh, this actually makes a worryingly large amount of sense. Yeah, ra radioactive... Radio, radioactive... Um, whatever you want to call it. When Sonic and ah. Tails get together, it's... Basically, I think what's, what's happened here... <laughs> I think I think what's happened here is is Sega have finally had enough of all of the um, homoerotic um, fanfics Fan that have been fiction. written for, for, for Tails, and they've decided we're just going to roll with this literally. We're just going to literally roll with it, and and what they've ended up with is something quite horrifying. Thing is, how long until someone complains and this game is banned, or they have to change it? I don't think anyone's. Complaining so much, are they? They're just kind Someone's of. Someone's parents will. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. If, if they if they see some sort of homoeroticism in it, they will complain, and the game will be shut down. Hang on a minute. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna queue a couple of couple of tracks up so that they can play underneath us. Um, and um, uh, T Bird has indeed appeared. We're gonna add him straight in, and we'll see what happens. Yes, save us from me. Hello. Ahoy, ahoy. Hello. Ahoy. I'm not. I'm not quite sure if you uh, if you caught this, but we were discussing um, the, uh, the 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 fact that um, Sonic and Tails is bonding in Sonic 4.2 could be a result of nuclear physics because they glow green. You see when they when they do it. Uh, there's no fair facts in physics as far as I'm aware. <laughs> There we go. That's that. That's that's your official opinion on that one. Um, that's the entire. That's the opinion of myself, the entire science community. Brian Cox. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Maybe, everyone. maybe it's just the next level of nuclear physics you haven't discovered yet. Quite possibly. After after Brian Cox confirmed this, he then went off to play keyboards for uh, for D Ream again because you know things can only get better and stuff. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, um, but yeah, no, we were we, we were actually um, kind of just moving on to the the, the fact of um, the uh, actual Sonic 4.2 gameplay trailer itself, um, which I don't know. It, it looks better than than I was expecting it to, you know, by the sheer point that it actually showed some gameplay and wasn't just oh, we're going to show you some gameplay trailer. Wait, here's Sonic jumping. Comes out in spring. Well, I was a bit I was a bit surprised by the spring because I thought it'd be later this year. Well, I, I actually I'm I'm just amazed that everyone's condemned it already. I mean, <laughs> I've had one trailer in that bit. It's gonna be crap. I don't know if it might be crap, but can you just like you know wait until it is crap rather than? Yeah, mm. I, I I tell you one one thing that will mark it down in my favour is is improved physics graphics or not uh, physics engine or not. 
If Sonic jumps and when you let go of the analog stick, he does not continue travelling in the direction he's meant to be travelling, I will be quite annoyed because I, I, I recently tried to go back into, into Sonic 4.1 to, just to try and achievement whore it a bit. And it really, after, after weeks and weeks of playing um, Generations, the, the, the point that he stops when you let go of the analog stick is so annoying. It wasn't it wasn't a problem before, but it is now. Because you, you kind of expect him to, to carry on, really, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when the game came out, it was it wasn't too bad, but it's just I just can't deal with it now. It's it's something that you kind of feel like you need to get used to it all over again. It's really really confusing. But trailer itself looks cool. I mean, I'm I'm a bit surprised that. Um, well, I'm not surprised. I, I still stand by my opinion that um, what we now know is called Sky Fortress Zone um, looks exactly the same as Sky Park from Sonic Rivals, and the fact that you race uh, Metal Sonic on both of them does does not strike me in the least bit as odd. I'm quite looking forward to um, Slovenian Family Zone. That looks quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? I I did not think of that, but when I saw Sylvania Castle, I just thought that sounds familiar. Why? And and now you said Sylvanian fa- Family. That is exactly it. That's brilliant. I've had many many happy years of my childhood. I mean, I I've got a younger sister, and um, on many occasions there was a a Manta Force incursion into Sylvanian Family. Territory. It was great. I love, I love, I love when you're a child and toys crossover universes really nearly. Anyway, yes, there was <laughs> many casualties in the Sylvanian family. Yeah, I don't, I don't quite know. Um, my, my, my sister quite liked um, acquiring uh, the the Power Rangers toys, and and they ended up with Barbies, which was a bit weird. Um, but you know, just beating. Um, just beating up dolphins and stuff because she had like the Baywatch one which came with that stupid wind up jet ski thing which didn't even do anything just just yeah. word but yes but, uh, yeah. I don't know where they got the name from whether they plucked that out of the air or whether I don't know I don't I don't really know um I'm not sure surfing I mean, the web one day thinking just found found that oh that sounds good let's go with that is, do, you, do you reckon they've probably used something similar to the Sonic Rex um, Sonic game generator and they've just used something like that and gone, what two words can we throw together and we'll see what sticks? I, I, I like to think there's a da- there's a massive dartboard in Sega where they've just, they've just <laughs> picked names of things and they just put a blindfold on and throw a dart at the board and it's like, uh, so we got Sino... Fantasy! Um, there we go, that'll do. Casino Fantasy, yeah. Yeah, Casino Fantasy. <laughs> I think it was um, similar to South Park, and we just got like manatees and like small idea engines. It'll work as well, I think I've got it the same product. But uh, anyway, on, on the plus side, they're actually you know inventing new levels rather than just using the old ones. Well, I don't know. They seem to be still taking a lot from other games. I mean, oh yeah, but they seem to be this time crafting new levels. Yeah, you're always going to have a bloody theme park level until the end of until fucking we're all 
you know, knee deep in skeletons fighting each other for the last in water, that's gonna be there's gonna be a bit, <laughs> there's gonna be a Sonic game with a casino level. Yeah, but it, that's just I mean that's just how it goes. But at least you know they've got a, 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 a something past it. I mean I, I don't actually know what the other ones were. If they were that memorable, I can't remember. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, one? I suppose. They, they they look they look different enough I suppose I mean yeah they you know you Sonic games are always going to have those sort of kind of themes um, but yeah I mean they they look different enough I suppose well the, the, at least the, the, I, I mean the enemies I think I'm the most impressed with the selection of enemies that they've got so far because that looks like they've kind of gone back to the drawing board in some sense and reinvented some new. Yeah, they've the, the put some thought into this time rather than recycling all the old enemies. There's there's actually something new, which is nice. Well, I think that was a lot. What a lot of people's hang-ups were with episode four was it was just the fact that they'd seen they'd not not only seen it all before, they'd seen it all before. Yeah, and it was just like mm. everything was just rehashed and recycled. But. Here's, so, here's half of Sonic 1 in high D. Go, knock yourselves out and enjoy yourself. And then everyone And people complained. did. You see, the, you, know, you see, this is the thing, though. People did, and then they complained about it afterwards. Um, Spanish just mentioned in the IRC, uh, ever noticed in Sonic 4 Episode 2 that a death egg is being built around Little Planet? I did actually notice. Um, what level is it? I can't actually remember. What, I, think it is the, I think it is the first one, the Sylvania Castle. Um, I'm fairly sure there was a screenshot where I did see something that looked like a, a death egg in the background. So it, you know, it looks like we are very much going that Sonic 4 Episode 1 was, was Sonic 1. Um, Sonic 4 Episode 2 is going to be Sonic 2 with a death egg. So I don't know. I, I like I like the screenshots. Um, I think the, the game looks like it's going to be massively improved on the first one graphically, at least. Um, I'm looking at the achievement list which leaked uh, yesterday, the day before, can't remember. The the fact that red rings are going to be coming back in annoys me terribly. Mm. Well, it, it but, seems to be a fairly standard thing for the games now. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm glad there isn't a try and defeat the final boss without getting hit. Which, you know, is annoying. Well, it gives you something to do for hours on a Saturday night when you're not out listening to radio shows on Sega Channel, so, you know. Yeah, I suppose. I've, I've not actually tried it for a while now. Um, I'm, well, not, I'm not quite Well, you, you, you don't listen to radio shows, you present them. No, you're, I don't, I don't you're actually better. listen to. <laughs> yeah, very, very true. I've, I've, I can't remember the last time I listened to a radio show, actually. Probably some Project Twenty Four stuff. That'll be. Mm. But um, I mean, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm gonna. Unlike the rest of the community, I'm gonna wait. Leave judgment for a later date. Mm. Minute, I don't oh think yeah. We, I don't think we've seen enough to. I think the only thing that I was slightly worried about was Sonic. Still looks a little bit floaty to me, but yeah, I mean, can't judge it until you've played it properly. Well, exactly. So, I mean, he doesn't look like he, he doesn't look like he's coated in grease this time, though, like he did in the in episode one. The, the they they really did make a huge misstep with how Sonic looked in that game. So at least they've rectified that. 
Um, I do find it quite annoying, going back to the achievement list again, I find it quite weird that there's an achievement for playing as Tails 50 times. Which means that you need to be playing multiplayer with somebody else as the host for 50 times. And no, it's... Why, why, why can't you just swap out with Tails? It's like players' Tails. I mean, that seems to be... They seem to be copying Sonic 2 and you... Yeah, Wait, and yet not, you... not... I can't remember if you could do that in Sonic 2 or not. What, just players' Tails? You could, yeah. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Alright. It wouldn't be the hardest thing to, for them to do, players' tails. No, and, and especially after they actually patch tails into Sonic CD as well. That's a bit mm. weird. But I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've no idea at all. <laughs> I just want some um, more tails lo love. Ah. Well, it is. Isn't this year his like fifteenth birthday or something? Exactly. No. No. Yes. 20. Yes. Fifteen. Twentieth. That's the one. Tails is 20, and yet he's still 8. Yes, and it irritates the hell out of me. It's always the way. At least he doesn't sound like a two-year-old now. No, no, he doesn't He doesn't sound He doesn't like, sound like a girl anymore, which, you know, is quite funny, seeing as the girls all has ever voiced him. I've, actually, just as a side point, I've always found it quite amusing that they get girls to voice male characters in, in long-running shows and, and game series, because obviously there's the whole thing of their voice don't doesn't break and stuff, but it's also quite scary in how convincing a man voice they can actually do. And it's, 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 it's always... Makes sense, that, actually. Mm. I, 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 I never thought of it that way. I mean, it's just like you know, if, if you um, if you cast a if you cast a male in like a male's role, you'd only probably have them. I mean, considering games are like every two years, you'd have to recast it like every two games, if that. Well, there was that big rumor when um, oh, when Sonic Adventure was coming out that that little kitty who played Anakin Skywalker was going to do Tails. Oh God! <laughs> that would have been quite funny. <laughs> I'd have been amused anyway. You should have got I Darth Maul. Darth Maul's coming back, by the way. He's not dead. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I seen that. He's in, he's in the Clone Wars, isn't he? It's yeah. not the first time they brought him back from the dead. They, they did a, uh, they did a comic, um, which isn't considered as, as official canon, um, where he went to, he went to Tatooine to try and murder Luke, and he'd, he'd attach like huge, cybernetic um, legs uh, to his torso. And and he'd got like this this huge lightsaber and stuff, and he and he still got killed. <laughs> it's quite quite vengeful, and then Obi Wan Kenobi comes out of nowhere and absolutely mullers him. I was gonna say Obi Wan Kenobi's already killed him once, didn't he? Learn the first time. Yeah. To, to be fair, they didn't explore much of the Darth Maul character. He was more just a plot device in the movie. <laughs> I don't think anything was bloody explored in that film anyway. It was just an excuse for. Oh, no, it was just. He, he, it was an yeah, excuse. Yeah. Here's a Star Wars movie! Yeah, a new Star, Star Wars movie! Yeah, and that was it. So. Have, 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 have either of you actually watched it in 3D yet? No. Uh, I don't plan on watching it ever in 3D. So. Is it worth watching in no. 3D? No. <laughs> not, not really. I, I, think, I think the better films are. Um, when they come out in a couple of years' time in yeah. 3D. Well, there's there's one every year. I think I think that's how they're doing it. I think there's one every year. 
Yeah, but I mean, I mean, they're, they're converting these retroactively, aren't they? So I mean, they're taking T film and moving it to 3D, which uh, can be these furious. The the, the the newer films are going to are going to work really well with it. I think it's when you get to the older ones where 3D was like, bleh. <laughs> yeah, it's like 3D. What's 3D? 3D is this, this this magical witchcraft thing. To be honest, I, I don't the, understand why why we need to have Star Wars in 3D. I'm sorry, but I, I, we we need it. We need it because George Lucas hasn't quite got enough money yet. <laughs> Oh, not quite. He's not. He's he's not far off, but he's uh, he's not uh. quite. Not quite there yet. <laughs> he's actually built his own Death Star. He's going <laughs> He probably will, won't he? He'll just he'll just tether it to the to the earth. He'll go. Don't you dare! He'll like I'm remaking Star Wars. I'm remaking Star Wars, and if you don't like it, this laser is always pointed at Earth. <laughs> Well, yeah, we love it. Uh, I wish you'd put it completed so I've got a job on the Death Star as like a nuclear technician or something. That'd be that'd be pretty that'd be pretty awesome, wouldn't it? I wake up the Death Star. It'll, it'll either get blown up by a bunch of teenagers or a hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this isn't the Death Egg at all. Oh, bloody hell! Blow it up. I wasn't anyway. expecting this. Yeah, I'll just destroy it anyway. Why not? To be honest, I would love it if they, if they, they have like a little nod to Star Wars in like one of the Sonics and do like a Death Star trench run that table up the Death Egg this time around, rather than... <laughs> With Tails carrying you, you've got to just, just dangle off his hands. <laughs> well, no, he could modify the tornado, he's always... Mr. T's oh, always yeah, no, he's got the... Yeah. I mean, they could just modify the tornado and... Of course they have. Yeah, that, that's if he doesn't crash it again. Tails has got a nasty knack these days of crashing his plane. It's a plot device. He's yeah, but it's like a very good flyer. It's just a plot device to get some the plot movie. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm I'm a master technician. I'm really good at flying, but oops, I forgot to put landing gear on my plane. Yeah, because because that's not essential for a plane, is it, Tails? You retard. Well, no, 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 no. It was only it was only no landing gear in that mode, which is fair. Yeah, but he should have he should have he should have thought of that really, shouldn't he? Um, th- there might be a day when I when I convert this into a into a spaceship into an X-wing. I might need landing gear for my X-wing. To be fair, you probably would because you need to land in space on spaceships. Yeah, I oh, <sighs> strange boy. Tails, I noticed you haven't put landing gear on the space. <laughs> yeah, why are we flying again? Please correct this in. Sonic Adventure 3D when you release it. Thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs> Gabby. Yeah. Which they will do, they'll, so they'll, bring, they'll bring that out in 3D and then everything will be... Then everything will go to hell. They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll port it to the 3DS. They'll get dimps to do it and it'll all, it'll all be in 2D but with a 3D effect. It'll be completely oh, pointless. God. be completely pointless. I, ju- I just want Sonic Adventure 2 again, really, now. Sonic Adventure 3, you mean? Sorry? <laughs> Sonic Adventure 2, Episode 1. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Shadow Don't, don't give them ideas, for the love of God. <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog 2, yeah, Episode 1. I have no ideas anyway, so... Digger, if you're out there, go on, make that. Yeah. 
make 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 Sonic Battle 2 because everyone wants Sonic Battle 2. It'll be like it'll actually be like um, Final Fantasy 10 getting a HD remake when everyone's been screaming for Final Fantasy 7. Sega is basically just listening to what the fans want and then giving them the same but different. It's like, oh, we want a remake of one of your greatest games ever, and they'll be like, okay, then, and they'll give us something daft like, um, like Sonic Pocket Adventure. And they'll be like, well, who, who asked, who asked for this? And they'll be like, nobody, but it's a good game. Thing is, though, when they finally make remake, and they will remake Final Fantasy VII at some stage in the future, everyone's going rubbish. to re- suddenly play this again and realise, wait, this isn't as good as I remember. And then they're going to completely ignore the franchise from then on. Quite possibly. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the fact that Final Fantasy X is coming out, and I, I really, I, I don't Final know whether Fantasy X. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy X was the the first game that I played, and the first one that really got me into the franchise as a whole. So I, it, it, it ranks quite highly on my list. Is that is that the um, one that introduced the the water sport ball thing? Yes. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, what was it called? Blurns Blitzball. 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 You could just imagine the, the, the announcer for that, can't you? And now it's time to play Blitzball! <laughs> Yay, the announcer is drowned! And be, and that, no, 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 because no, that, that's what everyone would do. That would be their chant. Instead of cheering, they'd go... <laughs> No, it was Blitzball. Blitzball, I believe it was called. Yeah. Yeah, Blitzball. It was. It was wicked. It, it came back in Final Fantasy X2, but it was completely pointless. Oh, I love. In fact, most games, 10, ten and seven are obviously the best ones. And I don't know. I, I mean, I, I I played seven the first time round. That's. Uh, and, well, that uh, hasn't been the second time round. No, it's been a second and third time round. Um. But obviously, the first time round was obviously the more emotional when you don't know what's going to happen and things like that. Yeah. And there was uh, a good, yeah. uh, there, there was a period of time where sort of my mom came in and just found me playing the game in tears and my sister in tears and having to explain who had just died and why why we were upset. <laughs> are you are you admitting are you, are you admitting that 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 pivotal scene which is which is regarded as one of the most emotional scenes in video gaming ever reduced you to tears? I was very upset when Aerith died. Very upset. I I have to admit when I when I watched it, I just I don't know why I laughed. I found it quite funny, really. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I get it and realise that it's all in. You know, it's essentially a set of Lego blocks getting a knife through them, <laughs> and you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's it was it was just kind of like it was like she's she's like I'm the one who's meant to be saving the world or something daft, and then and then Sephiroth comes along and is like you're not now, and then he just stabs her, and 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 everyone's just like, however shall we cope? And and for the rest of the game, Cloud seems to feel like there's not really much point in doing what he's doing, yet he does it anyway. Oh, it's a bit, it's a bit, bit bizarre. Bit well, bizarre. This, um, this is the thing that I'm getting a bit sick of in uh, the old Final Fantasy franchise. Is all the char- all the characters, the main characters, just seem to be emotionally stunted children now. And um, not so much in in thirteen wasn't because thirteen it gave you um, well lightning was 
was like a, a I'd say she was like a young lady like you know young adult where she was just a bit of an emotionless cow really she didn't really care yeah. much for anything but I mean haven't, but, they subs- haven't they substituted with the characters now emo for just really really irritating um, well no you still do get the emo characters I mean quite funnily the emo character in, in 13 was called Hope <laughs> <laughs> You know, just just as if they wanted to really troll people. It was just like, yeah, the the, the emo character in this game is called Hope. Um, to be the honest, main character's once you get be to called Lightning. Sequels, you're trolling them anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I I wouldn't actually say that they were sequels per se. I think that they're all separate standalones. They just get given numbers because nobody can be asked to rename them. And no, then you get the sequels, the which actually Square Enix can't be asked to come up with original names. Yeah, and it, it, it's. I think it's more the name of their main RPG line, to be quite fair. It's like the Dragon Quest games, they don't follow on either, do they really? Um, anyways, when, when this. Uh, we've currently got Aliens vs. Predator on in the background. When this is finished, um, in about a minute and a half, we'll, we'll go on a music break, because I'm sure people would actually like to listen to some music. Uh, what? And then when we come no. back, we. I know, it's shocking, Sacrilege. isn't it? Um, <laughs> when, when we come back, we will discuss. Uh, Jet Set Radio trailer for all 22 seconds of it um, and uh, I can't imagine we'll discuss that for too much longer but uh, for too long but you never know we'll, we'll see how how far we can uh, we can we can drag it on in fact actually something that we can discuss when we come back and we'll get the IRC involved during the music break uh, now that Jet Set Radio which I believe to have been one of the most requested um, Dreamcast games to be ported over now that it's been announced that that is actually getting ported over, what game would you like to see ported over next? You know, which which is next on on the list? Um, and and we might also talk about PlayStation Vita a little bit because you know that came out this week and I've got one and it's awesome, and we will discuss it in in not a lot of detail because it would just be me talking really. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll play you some music. Uh, I'm going to try and play some music that hasn't been played in ages. In fact, a lot of Master System music. Because Master System was the bomb, and if you never owned one, you're kind of missing out a lot. Uh, so, yes! Enjoy the music. We'll be back shortly.
8-bit to 128-bit, we play the best in Sega music. Sega! Um, the, the shortest music break in the world ever, but that's probably because Master System music was so short itself anyway. Um, besides, you know, six minutes is break enough, isn't it? Isn't it? You know, we, we were just talking for like, I don't know, 20, 30, who knows? I don't care. Anyway, um, <laughs> we gave you plenty of time to get your discussions in anyway. Um, as to what Dreamcast games you'd want porting to the um, to, the, to Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, Woe Twenty One said maybe Res. Or well, I think Res. Res is already on Xbox Live Arcade. That's it's, as Winner as you pointed out. It's been there for a few years. Um, and then he mentioned Jet Set Radio Future Future, which is a bit strange. I, I don't really think we're going to get a, a sequel. Um, Sega Rally Two and Sega Rally were mentioned, um, but. Sega Rally also had already had two games out on 360, so I don't quite know why you'd want to bring the original out, personally. And then a winner was you said, yeah, I know, Virtua Tennis. Um, well, Virtua Tennis is already on 360 as well, so I don't, don't quite know why you'd want to do that for either. Especially as the game's been exactly the same since the original. Anyway, this is all Except stemmed... crapper looking. Yeah. Um, this is all stemmed from obviously the the fact of epic trolling that uh, that Sega uh, decided to announce because they said on Thursday they they said that there was going to be a specific time when GameSpot would be releasing a trailer uh, which happened to be the gameplay trailer for Sonic 4 Episode 2. When it wasn't, it ended up um, that Sega released a 22 second teaser saying that their next 
the Dreamcast game would be coming out very shortly on Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network. And whilst they didn't refer to it by name, it was glaringly obvious that it was going to be Jet Set Radio, or Jet Grind America Radio if you're American and therefore really stupid, because why the hell did you change the name in, in America for? Jet Set Radio works absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, so... And it's also quite strange, because in, in the Xbox version, it wasn't called Jet Grind Radio Future, it was still called Jet Set Radio Future. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't, oh, at least I think it was. I'm going to, I'm going to research this now. I'm sure, it, I'm sure it wasn't called Jet Grind Radio Future in America. Um, but yeah. It wasn't! <laughs> there All you I know go. is a headache's forming in the back of my head now. <laughs> Yeah, it, I, as I say, I'm I'm not too sure why they changed the name to Jet Grind Radio for the Dreamcast version. Better product testing? I don't know. Well, mm. at the same time, the the um, the Game Boy version wasn't even renamed. Uh, oh no, the Game Boy one was renamed. Yeah, so the the actual original game was renamed, but I don't know. Bit blah. Whoa, twenty-one says he wants uh, a new Dreamcast game, not a port. But wouldn't that be nice? Well, yeah, but then you'd have to make. Well, you'd have I to mean, make a new Dreamcast. Can... Well, I mean, I was saying that there are fan games out there for the Dreamcast because uh, it's fairly easy, easy to create discs that can be read on them. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I've I've got I've got some discs that can that can play on Dreamcast. That's why I've got Half Life, Ill Bleed, and um, Sonic Shuffle. Actually, <laughs> Sonic Shuffle. Oh, I'm so glad nobody's mentioned. I love Sonic. Sonic. Great part. Oh, you <laughs> Yeah, but but you've probably you've, you've you've probably got the the nerve. Well, just just nerve. I I tried play. It. Granted, I tried playing it single player, but the AI cheats to buggery. And also the load times, just 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 trying to play the board game bit. Oh, music's run out. Oops. I'm um, just trying to play the board game bit. is is awful. It just takes so long to do anything. And this is why I'm so glad I don't have a working copy. Yeah. Well. Um, it's uh, uh, it, it's it's not good. It's a, it's, it's a hilarious, it's, it's, it's a party game, it's not a game you play by yourself, but playing Mario oh, no. by yourself. But, it, it's a hilarious game if you get playing it, so. We've had, had many amazing group night with that game, so. <laughs> And I think there's yeah. one way to do an option to touch a unicorn. So, if you're a brown, yeah, go. But not the left. Oh, he does well. Just because I'm a brony doesn't mean I want to molest them. Yeah. Well. Anyway, moving on. Um... <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, no. Jet Set Radio uh, being ported to Dream, uh, being ported to to high definition is an awesome idea. I'm so looking forward to it. I think if all they need to do, the, the game looks pretty good on its own. All they really need to do is just clean the graphics up, and it should be absolutely fine. The, yeah, they don't need to. Oh, nice and and to don't. Do it would also be nice if they licensed the entire soundtrack as well, rather than not licensing the same tracks again and having to try and make new music. Who okay, did the right. soundtrack for Jet Set Radio then? Loads of people. 
loads oh and God. loads of people. So there, um, there's a good there's a good chance they won't chase licenses then. Well, the I think of the three, the, um, because the, the quite strangely the Japanese, the European, and the, the North American soundtracks were all different. They still had like the same. They still had the same base range, uh, base basic range of tracks, but when it came to licensed music, they were more different. The 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 European and Japanese versions were more like sort of dance based, if you want to call them that. Whereas the American one was a lot more hard rock. Um, I mean, they they're the ones who had um, Rob Zombie and Dragula, and they also had um, songs by Fuel and um, and Shovel. I think were a couple of others. Um, whereas you know Europe got Jurassic Five. Um, and, and a couple of other bands like that. When it when it comes to actual composers, stuff like uh, the, the the fellow who did Sonic Rush and Sonic Rush Adventure originally worked on on Jet Set Radio. So those, those tracks. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so they, I'd imagine those those music uh, those tracks would be in. Um, Richard Jake's worked on a few. I would imagine. I would imagine his will be in as well. It would just be the licensed tracks, and to be quite fair, depending on what tracks they put in, I'm not really too bothered. Because some of my favourite tracks on Jet Set Radio are actually from composers anyway, so it shouldn't really make too much of a difference. But, we shall see. Mm. I think they have a hard time last year, it's a bit of an odd one, isn't it, considering the amount of of independent musicians on those games. So. Yes, it's. I think we need we need a bit more information on it. Really, I mean, I did see some comment where it's just like, can we have all three soundtracks like Sonic CD? And it's like, well, it's a little bit different because Sonic CD was by two composers, and that was quite easy to sort out because it's just you use one and you license the other. Whereas with with Jet Set Radio, you've you've got to go talk to a lot of people. And that takes time and money. Things. I mean, Sega let's put it this way. Let's happen. put it this way. Crazy, Crazy Taxi. Crazy Taxi had two, two bands on it. It had The Offspring and it had Bad Religion, and they couldn't even be bothered. Or if they could be bothered, obviously it was all fruitless. They didn't even get in contact with those two bands to, to re-license the music for for the game. For two bands. That could be. It'd be nice to see Crazy Taxi two again, actually. Yeah, but you'd have the same problem. I mean, Crazy oh, Taxi. Well, Crazy yeah. Taxi. Um, Crazy Taxi held up really well on, on on Xbox Live. I have to be fair; it did hold up, but the music wasn't as good, and the music was half the experience. The same as um, the, the, the same as, as as with Jet Set Radio, actually. So, if you did Crazy Taxi too, you'd have the exact same problem that they just wouldn't license the music. But that said, Crazy Taxi Two did have the crazy jump, which was just amazing. The Crazy Jump was one of the one of the greatest inventions in the in in, in that franchise. Yeah, I well, I, I played Crazy Taxi two before I played Crazy Taxi, so I've always had a better better view of Crazy Taxi two. Crazy Taxi two is the only one I actually own. Um, I I I've played Crazy Taxi on PS two, GameCube, and. Um, Obviously, the Dreamcast version as well. I, I actually think it's also an Xbox. I'm fairly sure Crazy Taxi was. And Crazy again, Taxi something we're going to research. To the Xbox, yeah. No, I know Crazy Taxi Three did, but I no, have no, the no, feeling Crazy that Taxi was on the Xbox. I think. 
Or was it just the PlayStation? Uh, no, no. Crazy Taxi didn't come out on um, on the, the Xbox. But the uh, Crazy Taxi 3 um, came with map came with the maps from Crazy Taxi and Crazy Taxi 2. Ah, I'll be yeah. it. Alright. Platforms, arcade, Dreamcast, PlayStation 2, Nintendo, GameCube, Microsoft, Windows. Yeah, that was oh, right. PC. No, it was never it was never on the Xbox, but yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh yeah, so the, looking at it on here, um oh no, yeah, the Crazy Taxi three had three three maps. Uh, it had West Coast from Crazy Taxi 1, Small Apple from Crazy Taxi 2, now set at night. And then they had a place called Glitter Oasis, which was basically meant to be um, Las Vegas. Mm. I believe. Um, but yeah, I mean, Crazy Taxi 3 is actually one one of the ones that I've not actually played a lot a lot of. I've not not played a lot of Crazy Taxi 3 at all. Although I, I have tried playing the, the, the Game Boy Advance version, which is rubbish. Um, I've not played the PSP one, which is obviously the, the PSP remake of... Um, or the port of Crazy Taxi and Crazy Taxi 2. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, lo- I love the concept for the game, and I really... I, I played it to get death on the oh, Dreamcast. Right, but um, mm. it's... It's a shame. It's just kind of it. It's never struck a chord with people since Crazy Taxi One and Two, and they keep going back and remaking them on other consoles every so often or re-releasing them. But it's it's never really struck a chord since then. I think. I think to be fair, they they need to try and make a new one. Um, I think I think the the sort of crazy racing driving game can still be considered popular. Um, but yeah, it's 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 something that they definitely, you know, whether it would work, I don't know. Yeah, and to be honest, in preference to everything, I'd still pull out my old Dreamcast and play it on that over playing it on the re-release on the 360. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, as I say, um, moving on to, to other other games that uh, from the Dreamcast that I'd like to see ported. Um, I I would love an RPG to go over. I think anyone who says Shenmue or Shenmue 2, whilst an admirable effort, I, Sega would probably do it to to troll everyone, but wouldn't actually make any anything of it. As soon as you see, the problem is, is as soon as you put Shenmue on on, on Xbox Live Arcade. People are instantly going to see it as confirmation that there's going to be a third one, and, yeah. and, I, and I think you, you're, you're, um, you're, you're, you're playing with fire doing that. Something that I would love to see though is Skies of Arcadia. I think seeing that in, in HD would be amazing, and I wouldn't even care if they did it as Skies of Arcadia Legends, which was the GameCube version, because that's just even better. Skies of Arcadia Legends with Skies of Arcadia music, because the the sound compression on the GameCube version is awful. Absolutely I'm awful. Like, it's a game that's totally bypassed me, Skies of Arcadia. And I've, I've heard it's not because I've thought, oh shit, it doesn't look like it's for me. 
I think it's just the fact that it's just one of these games that Sega seem to have a very good habit of producing amazing games and then just not advertising them to the point at which you go, you know, I really should go out and pick that game up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm currently looking it up, seeing if I can find some screenshots. Oh yeah, you'll definitely find some screenshots. It was basically, it was like a pirate game, but in space, uh, in, in the air, sorry. Um, and it was just, it was all fantastically, it was fantastically written. It's its literally one of the one of the only games that I, I'm, I one of, well, the only RPG that I've played to completion more than like three times. Just so much fun. Um... Yes, I would. I would like an anime it. I watched a while back. It's um, it is it, actually also one of the few Dreamcast games which has managed to hold its value. It's it's held it's held value very well. Um, what is it on eBay? Uh, yeah, on eBay, I think if you can, you can probably find copies still lingering in the in the in the region of about thirty to fifty quid, depending on whether it's sealed or not. Nice. Um, the the GameCube version uh, is, oops, um, the GameCube version is rarer still because the they for some reason they decided to port it over to the GameCube. They it was like a director's cut version. They added more content. Um, but as a result of doing that, they had to reduce the sound quality. It's the exact same game with this new this new content, and um, and like a new set of high level bosses towards the end. Um, but it came out to even. I mean, the Skies of Arcadia came out towards the back end of the Dreamcast life cycle anyway. So I think by this point, Sega weren't really promoting much of anything. Um, Skies of Arcadia Legends came out around the middle of the GameCube. Era, so it wasn't particularly, you know, the GameCube hadn't particularly fallen on its face yet. But again, Sega didn't really do a good job of advertising this game coming out. So the Dreamcast version is pretty easy to get hold of, albeit expensive. The GameCube version is even harder to find. Or if you if you do happen to, to grab a hold of one, um, it would it would cost you more. That sounds like a challenge to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm actually very lucky, oh I feel quite lucky in the fact that I own both um, I, I got Skies of Arcadia on Dreamcast when it came out at what would it, it was about 35 quid I think, but that was obviously brand new price at the time, and I think I paid about 25 quid second hand for the for the, the GameCube one, I've certainly not seen it go any quick, uh, any cheaper fact, I'm going to have a look, we're going to go on a music in a couple of moments, um, to try and get some more music music in for you guys, uh, and also because it's Afterburner from Bayonetta, and everyone loves Afterburner. Um, when we come back, we'll probably have a bit more discussion on this whole Dreamcast thing, um, and then we've also got an article that I happened to find um, a bit a couple of days ago, which which I've I've shown to I've shown to Vijay. I might share it with Tivo as well, just in case he's not seen it. We're going to discuss the the news this week that Grin, the developers of Bionic Commando uh, Rearmed, um, and also Bionic Commando, the actual Xbox 360 reboot, were working on a remake of Streets of Rage for Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network. It got cancelled when the company went bankrupt. We've we've got an article with some screenshots and stuff. We'll discuss that in uh, just after this break.
with Gavi only on Radio Sega. Thank you. 
Okay, right. There, there was the uh, there was some music for you. Um, Jet Set Radio, Minable Breakers, Guys of Arcadia, The Great Silver Shrine, and Bayonetta Afterburner. Um, just going on the on the topic of, of Skies of Arcadia, I don't actually know if we mentioned this on air or not. Um, on eBay, it seems to be going for about thirty five quid if you're not on Dreamcast, or sixty five quid on um, on the GameCube. So it's obviously your call as to what you'd rather have it on. Um, talking about uh, trolling, um, just before we go back onto Dreamcast stuff. There is a Pokemon announcement going on right now. Uh, Nintendo, or the Pokemon company, whatever the hell they're called nowadays, um, have just gone and confirmed Pokemon Black and White 2 for the DS. Because, you know, a load of people would have actually traded DSs in for 3DSs, I would imagine. Um, and you would have thought that a game like Pokemon Black and White 2 would have sold 3DS consoles, but Nintendo apparently think not, and they'd much rather have people buy old old consoles instead. So there's a troll lol and we're now just going to lose leave that alone. <laughs> um Yeah, so we were, we were looking at Dreamcast games. Um we were actually looking at uh, most expensive first and we'll get onto that in a, in a um, in a moment. I'm now looking at cheapest first and have been told to keep an eye on uh, on Dynamite Cop by T-Bird. Um, I can't actually see Failing anything else. Failing that, to look us up on YouTube and prepare to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it it's for those of you who don't know what Dynamite Cop is, it is the sequel to what was released in um in Europe and America as Die Hard Arcade, but the Die Hard license had run out, so it, it wasn't actually released as a sequel. Um, it was it was given a different name, but it's it's essentially the same thing again. It, it is pretty much. Die Hard Arcade 2. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's worth looking at. Anyway, do you want to have a bit of a laugh? Because, as I say, we went on eBay and we put in... I decided to put in Dreamcast, click on games, and then go for highest prices first. Just because I thought it'd be quite funny to see um, to see what we what we would find. And what we found, or, or what what Vija found first, and then when I looked out, I was quite horrified by, is something pretty funny. Um, because basically, the most expensive Dreamcast game that you can buy on eBay is Shenmue 2, a PAL version, which is supposedly brand new and sealed. It's very, very rare. It's very, very rare to the fact that you've got it as a buy it now price for £300. Please, nobody actually bid that value because they're just taking your money. The, the 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 game is the game is rare. There's no there's no um, excusing that fact. It is very very rare. Um, in fact, as the as the listing itself describes. However, it is not three hundred pounds rare, and it is not three hundred pounds rare ever. And what's even funnier is if you was going to be paying three pounds three hundred pounds. For this very very rare Dreamcast game, would you really want to be paying two pounds fifty postage, or would you have something that's a bit more, you know, immediate? Secure. Just say, yeah, insured. Express. Yeah. Two pound fifty express delivery. It's coming from Runcorn, and he will post to North and South America, Europe, Asia, and Australasia. There you go. Yeah, ensuring that to get to to be taken to America. Oh, that'll cost a fortune. Apparently, it's the only it's the only one on eBay UK. Really? Well, I'm seeing a lot of white label. So, um, yes. Anyway, um, going on other other games that are ridiculously priced. Um, 
I'm sure a few people who, who are aware of this will laugh. Resident Evil 2, new and sealed, for 200 quid. It's the... The, the, the Dreamcast version was... Um... The Dreamcast version was just an up-res of the, of the PS1 game, so the fact that someone actually thinks you'd pay 200 quid for it is quite funny. Quite quite funny. Um, I mean, the, the white label version for 180 quid makes a bit more sense. I mean, there's a, there's a white label version of Shenmue 2 going for 150. Um, there's, there's nine white labels going for 150, actually, as a bundle. What have we got here? Let's have a look. Games are full games, not demos. Okay, so what have we got here then? We've got Shenmue 2, which compromises of four discs. Okay. Sonic Adventure 2, right. Cannon Spike, okay. E Dragon Riders of Pern. Evil Twin, ah, now Evil Twin's an interesting one, because that never actually came out. That got cancelled. So it's interesting to see there's some white labels floating around for that, because that got cancelled in Europe and it came out on PS2 instead. Um, Conflict Zone, which is rubbish, Heavy Metal Geomatrix, NBA 2K2, and Freestyle Scooter. Yeah, to be quite honest with you, I don't think any of those are worth 150 quid. Well, Shenmue 2 and Sonic Adventure 2 probably, but the rest of them most definitely not. Definitely not. Um, but needless to say, there's, there's a lot of stupidly priced games here. There's a limited edition of Sega Gaga for 140, which... I suppose it isn't too bad. It comes with a t-shirt. Um, and, and a badge set. So there you go. A t-shirt and a badge set. And, and obviously the game itself. Which you'd need a Japanese Dreamcast to play it on. Aww. Aww. Um, so yes. We're moving on to moving on swiftly. Because if we if we carry on with, with looking at eBay. We'll never get on with, with what we want to get on with. Um, Sega Bits, Sega Addicts, Eurogamer, quite a few video gaming outlets this week uh, reported on the news that Grin, the Swedish developers um, responsible for Bionic Commando Rearmed and then also the full uh, Xbox 360 and PS3 and PC version of Bionic Commando well, I say PC, I don't even know if it came out on PC um, version of that, of, of that game and they were um, after after they they brought those games out to well the first one to critical acclaim and the, the next one to critical failure uh, they were then supposedly working on um, Strider on a remake of Strider for for Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network and it got cancelled um, and then they were working on a new Final Fantasy game for Square Enix called Fortress. Um, Curious, which got, which had to get cancelled because it was around that sort of time that they filed for bankruptcy. Uh, because apparently Square Enix hadn't paid them for the money uh, or for the game. So, yeah, so they they ended up having to um, go bankrupt. What? Uh, what they were, what what they were also working on, um, was they went and approached Sega with a view to remake Streets of Rage, which, when you actually start to think about it, 
could could um, explain why the Streets of Rage remake, which had launched, um, obviously the fan remake, uh, was asked to be pulled from from the internet. You know, we've given it given a cease and desist. It was it was quite possible that it was due to you know the fact that there was it was going to be coming out on iPhone and, and and stuff and that's what everyone suspected however i'm i'm now more inclined to believe that it was because grin were actually working on a version of the game before they went bankrupt um anyways during this past week uh we've we've seen the first concept art and um and screenshots or you know prototype screenshots it looks all right, I suppose. You know, it, it was it was it was good to see that Sega were considering a Streets of Rage remake. I'm very surprised, considering that they licensed it to one developer, that they didn't decide to go ahead and license it to somebody else. Um, I mean, quite personally, you know, Way Forward were the ones that made that 2D Aliens game on the DS, weren't they? I think giving them a, a 2D beat 'em up would be a wicked idea, because that Aliens game looked pretty pretty fun. Haven't seen this for 2D Aliens games. This, um, the Aliens Infestation uh, on the DS. It's like a it's like a 2D shooter. It's, it's supposedly quite hardcore, pretty pretty difficult. Okay. It was one of a yeah. It was one of a huge number of games that I, I requested from Sega and, and didn't get. <laughs> so. It was it was it was around that point where I decided that it was probably the best way to review games is to go is to go out and buy them myself. But buy all the old ones. Yeah, I'm, I'm I think I'm kind of leaving it to a point where I can actually go and buy them and they'll be cheap enough. <laughs> Which actually raises a point. I should probably look at my um, game music download links to see if there's a uh, if there's a link now for binary domain. that would be quite interesting to grab hold of that I can put that on the uh, on the thing then um, but yeah the well <laughs> it was it, it, it looked like Streets of Rage 1 basically you know there's, there's not a lot that could that could be said about it to be fair I mean I'm just really I'm, I'm happy to see that, that they were they were going to be re- bringing a um, a remake out but I'm not uh, not really too sure what other people think about that. I think Ooh. it should be a, it should be dead and buried. To be honest, but that's just me. What's that? What Streets of Rage? Yeah, I don't know why. I, I, I mean, I'm the first one to say I love the franchise. Absolutely love the game. I just think anything they've released would just mar the mar the originals. Yeah. Mm. Think of some. Yeah, no. Rather than just rehashing. Yeah, I mean, I suppose there is a, there is a point where you um, you leave a franchise alone. I mean, you you just need to look at. Uh, I suppose you you do have to look at a game like um, Golden Axe when they yeah. brought Golden Axe Beast Rider out, and that was an awful idea and an, a very very bad game. Very bad. Yeah, but Sega just don't seem to have the ability to leave some franchises though. No, no. It's um, a shame, really. Ooh. 
think. Oh no, oh, well, there's left here in Storm alone, so I'm not. Mm. I don't quite know what happened there. My internet claimed it disconnected and I almost lost a Skype call. Oh dear. Fun. It's alright though, I'm back. I have I have not uh, I have not gone anywhere. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like there's been an upload of the um Wonderboy Arcade. Ooh, I that. No, it doesn't look like there's been an upload of the binary domain soundtrack yet. Although actually, come to think of it, didn't I read anywhere that binary domain has no music? What? Hmm. No, I think it's I think it's actually I think it's actually part of the game that they they'd much rather focus on the um the actual noise. You know, like shooting and 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 like uh, you know the, the sound of your teammates and stuff. Mm. I I honestly think that they they focus more on that. So I don't think Binary Domain has a soundtrack. To be fair, I did play a demo of it back end of last year, and I don't remember hearing any music. No, I I honestly, I wasn't paying I'm, I'm attention hit. that much, but <laughs> yeah, I say I'm I'm looking. I'm looking, but I just can't find it. So I can only imagine that. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure if there is, if there is a sound, if there is a soundtrack, then it will it will appear at some point. Um, I mean, it'd be nice if somebody who who has actually played the game could confirm or deny in the in the IRC. I'm sure there's bound to be someone in there who's played it. Um, if somebody could actually confirm or deny whether whether Binary Domain actually does have music anywhere, even if it's during. Um, should have one at the start screen, at least. But it, it should it should have one somewhere. Yeah, it's just just where it is. Really? Where where is this one track by no binary domain? They must have one track. But you see, the, the, the thing is, is I'm at the same time I'm not too sure if I want to just upload one track and go. This is the binary domain soundtrack. Mm. I suppose at the same the same time though, um, you know, I do want to do want Radio Sega to be like the biggest um, collection of, of Sega music anywhere. So if if it does happen to be that there is just the one track, then it would end up on there eventually. It's just it'd be a bit embarrassing to actually upload it and just go, this is all you're getting. Yeah, it's a bit. Well, I, I imagine there'll be a bit more than one track at least. Two tracks. It's just a two tracks. Yeah, there's got to be something played during the credits, surely. Mm. It'll just be the ha a rehash of the uh, opening screen. Mm. Today is a very quiet, um, quiet night in the IRC. Nobody said anything for a while. Just got to poke them the right way. Say yeah. say the right things like Pokemon or. Sonic or ponies. <laughs> now you see, I didn't say that. No. Did I? <laughs> yeah. I, I, you, your, your, um, your hesitation was was providing that you you were trying to dance around it. I, I, I was thinking it, but I thought no. Yeah. There you are. There I you will are. bring you down see? the show, and then you well. did it instead. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it doesn't look like I can find anything on there, so we'll leave that alone. Yoshi's Island original soundtrack. No, thank you. Um, blah is basically all I can, all I can say to that. So yeah, the, the, the uh, at some point in time, the uh, 
the thing that it was a thing. The um, whatever you want to call it, I've completely lost what it was called. Um, Streets of Rage remake. It was a thing. It existed. It doesn't anymore. It's yeah. Uh, never fear. You never know. Sega maybe uh, may have taken forward the idea with another company now. May possibly, possibly, but I, I think it's probably past them now. Um, mm. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't think we'll be seeing any any of those. Yeah, I can't say I'm confident of doing anything like that. But never mind. Oh well, never mind. Then about it. Get on with it. Yep. Very Plenty true. Plenty of other interesting franchises around. So. Yes, indeed there are. Indeed there are. Um. Um. So yeah, I. I don't. I don't really know. Um. What else we can discuss now? We think we've. We've covered everything Sega-related that that was announced this week, or that came about this week. And for some reason, Iron Eagle Venato thinks that it's Fastfeet who's who's broadcasting. It's not. It's me, it's Gavi, the one who's at the top of the chat. Hi. If you, if you, I'm fairly sure you've listened to me before. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure he's around. I'm sure he at least knows you. Yeah. Don't forget me! Everyone forgets me. I'm, I'm like the forgotten man. Aww. But he did say to ask Blake Draco whether there's any music or not, so this is something that I can... He, he, I can, he, he, I he can seems ask. to think that we're a bunch of different people. Oh, we're loads of different people. Different. I'm whoever I want to be. To be. Are you really? I'll be whoever you want him to be. <laughs> you stay, you you stay, you steady on there. You steady on. I'm, I'm, I'm not that inclined. I'm afraid. Steady <laughs> now. There we go. Mm. So what, 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 what have we, what have we got that we could discuss now then? Anything? Nothing? Nothing? Anything? Ooh. Uh. Both. Both. You know I like Mitch? I like, I like Mitch. You, you know what, it hadn't escaped me that fact. No, I I have to say that, um, I, I was, I, I noticed the other day that Sonic Merchandise have, uh, have updated their website with some new stock, and by new stock I mean stuff that was already, in out, already out, but they've decided to add it to their website. I'm a little annoyed that the stuff that they put in includes the five-inch Sonic vinyl figures, which I had presumed to have been out of print. Yeah, I thought I thought they. I only saw them in stores for a space of a week. Yeah, they and, they and, were, and then they were gone. They were very hard to find. I mean, I managed to get. I got Sonic and Tails while I was in Barcelona at the equivalent of nine quid each. That's, a, that, um, that's about the right price for them, actually. But then, coming back, um, I got... Well, actually, funny story, I could have got all of them. Um, the, the, first week of, the first week of the holiday, we saw Knuckles, because in, in the resort, there was, like a, there was a shopping centre near the hotel where we were staying, so we, we used to wander around there quite a lot, and there happened to be a game in there. So we wandered in, and they had a Knuckles. I was like, ooh, ooh, really tempted, but we've only been 
It's just like we've only really been in, in Barcelona for like two days, so you know, try and keep money, we'll come back to it. Anyway, it sold out and they ended up getting Sonic and Tails in. So it was it was really, really funny. Um <laughs> Because if if I'd have actually bought Knuckles when I saw it, I would have ended up buying all of them for like thirty quid. Uh, as it happened, I ended up paying like a five or more because I had to get Knuckles for like fifteen pounds from Tokyo Toys in London because it was the only place I could find it. And Tokyo Toys just automatically marks up everything. They do, they do. And and as as uh, as Kira so brilliantly put it last week when we were wandering around there, it was it's very much a case, especially when you get to plushies, it's very much a case of spot the fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't know, I resent paying over the odds for things that I know I can get them cheaper elsewhere, which you usually can. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean the vinyl figures are going for twelve ninety nine on on Sonic merch. So the they actually the, the the total cost that I paid for all three of them probably offset themselves in the end. Yeah, I mean, twelve ninety nine is not so bad. I mean, I think they originally came out for nine ninety nine, and it was like uh, I looked at that and went, sold. <laughs> it's they're worth they're worth far more than twelve ninety nine, in my opinion. Yeah, they are very um, they are some very nice figures, and I wish I wish first figures would do more of them. I don't know if their license extends to that, though, or if they've only got statues now. I don't even know if they do any more minifigures to require Well, I, I, I think it's a case of they've only ever had the classic license, so I mean, after that, all they can really do is possibly a Metal Sonic version and an Eggman, and no Which one be, will want fair. to buy Eggman. Let's be fair, and this is, this is something that I find that's quite amusing. Since they announced that they now own the modern license as well, they have announced pre-orders for two statues, both in the classic range. Mm. So, did this but modern they do, license... They do, they, they do have the modern license now. I know they do. That's what I'm saying. But did this modern license only extend to the 20th anniversary statue because it's all they've used it for? And they, they must have owned the license now for about a year. And they've not done anything with it. Well, bear in mind, uh, they've had the classic license for far longer, so it may be they planned these figures well in advance. Quite possibly, quite possibly. And I it's mean, only now they're making it to market. Well, if they are, they're missing the real trick with the 20th anniversary stuff, so... Mm. Well, well they've, they've missed it now, haven't they? That, that ship sailed. But, I mean, they, they did have the whole the, the whole special edition figures for, that were produced specifically for Sega to give out. And yes, we we won't broach that subject because that is still that is still a a point of much jealousy, and the the more we linger on it, the more T Bird will start to gloat. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me, I know yeah. where you live. I know where your bush lives. <laughs> For the time being. I don't. Yeah, but, but to be quite fair, I don't think he'd be that bothered if we took away his 20th anniversary um, statue because he'd be like, "Well, I've still got a six foot, still got a six foot Sonic. Try getting that one off me." <laughs> yeah, try and steal that, you pony. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I just, I'll I still can't there. believe you've got one. Of, I still can't believe you've got one of those. That is just of all the things to own. It's like I've got a six foot Sonic. <laughs> Is that a six foot Sonic in your pants, or are you just 
I'm, I'm, I'm a bit more concerned how, how you're managing to fit a six foot Sonic into, into any pair of trousers, actually, to be quite honest. Please don't say you put them on his legs, because that would be stupid. There we go. So, but this train of merch coming out of Japan. Because they've, they've got, well, I don't know whether it's the fact that, uh, no, I don't think it's the fact of it, but I think it's the fact that uh, there's these, all these pocket watches coming on the market at the minute, which are quite nice. I, I saw those actually, I saw those on eBay, um, I had a look, I think there was like a set of, um, the, the set of three was going for about 70 quid I saw one going for, something like that. It's either 70 quid for all three or 70 quid for one. I, I don't particularly, I wasn't particularly paying a lot of attention. They do look pretty nice, but it's not something that I would actually want to own, I don't think. I mean, I'd, I'd, like, I'd love to be a Sonic collector, but not, you know, not to any great extent. Uh, well, certainly not to your extent of I'm going to own every CD ever, um, and 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 stuff. But yeah, I mean the, the pocket watches look nice. I I want more. The, I just want more of the weird stuff. When 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 Sega of France announced that that hand cream or face uh, face it's cream, whatever it was. It's a peculiarity that one. That it's, yeah, it's and, and I just I just want it. I just want it because it's like this is going to be one of the strangest pieces of merchandise I ever own. It's face cream. Oh yeah, I've got some of that. Yeah, it's odd. It's very strange. Is it? Is it? But here's the pressing matter, though. Is it good face cream or is it rubbish? I haven't used have you, have it. Hmm. <laughs> claims to be the elixir of life, so I'm going to save it for like when Sean Connery gets shot by Nazis or something similar. <laughs> shot by Nazis. <laughs> Hitler will come back from the dead just to shoot. Sean Connery and you're going to go running over and go, don't worry Sean, don't worry, I've got Sonic face cream, everything will be fine. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm almost sure to say that he's the great grandfather of there in uh, Sonic Underground. So like a knucklewash, we must go and shave the mash ground up. That'd be amazing. I'm very convinced it's Sean Connery. There's, in, there's no way in hell you're going to get me watching Sonic Underground. John Connery went to it with him when Miss Money Pony, I want to do a, some voiceover for a shit cartoon in the night. <laughs> Pencil me oh, in for some dear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Sonic. Sonic Underground, yes. Yeah. That sounds appropriately shitty. <laughs> yeah. And then the rest is <laughs> I, ironically enough, I own Sonic Underground on, on DVD. I, I don't actually recall ever watching a single episode when it was on telly. Oh, I used to get up really early and watch it and be disappointed every time. <laughs> I, yeah. I used to get up I used to get up early for um I used to get up early for, for Adventures of Sonic Hedgehog and Sonic Satan. But when Sonic Underground came out, I was just did not care. I was just like, no 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 no. I've got better cartoons to watch now. I'm gonna sit and watch Legend of Zelda and Earthworm Jim and um, and Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. Don't watch Sonic <laughs> oh Underground. Oh too good at too better cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Earthworm Jim and, and Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm, yeah. And only only in the nineties would you get eighteen rated films and eighteen rated video game franchises being made into cartoons. No, in the I case still of get it nowadays. Not not so much though. Not so much because back in those days you had like Toxic Crusaders, which was the um, w- that was like the cartoon oh, version of Toxic. 
you know, what was it called? What was the, what was the film called? It was like Toxic Warrior or something, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, and that, that was in 18 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and then they ended up making a kids version trying to trying to warn people against the dangers of pollution. And it's like, it's so weird. So weird. You know, they, I suppose you had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was turned into a kids cartoon from a very adult comic. Very adult comic. Which is basically they were all ninja. They were actually proper ninjas who were decapitating people, and then it comes out on car in, in a cartoon, and they're all they're all eating pizza and like, whoa, Carabanga, dude, whoa, and you know, it's like, what the hell's this? What what is this? It was awesome. That's all you well, need it, to no, know. No, it it was awesome. I'm not disputing the fact that it was awesome. It's more the source material is completely different. You know, if you was like a huge fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic and was like, oh, they're making a cartoon, you'd have sit and watched it and you'd come back going, well, that wasn't what I was expecting at all. Well, you, you could say that of modern franchises. I mean, look at the current uh, Batman cartoons that run, uh, the new ones. Batman's, Batman's always been a bit odd, though. He's always been a bit odd because mm. you, you had the 1960s Batman and, and you could always say that the 60s Batman is the inspiration for any child, any Batman cartoon which is veering more towards the children, mm. you know. And then you, you've got something like the animated series, which was more based on the movies, I would say. Oh yeah. Um, you know, when you when you look at the when you look at the audience. But yeah, I mean, 1960s Batman, where he sat there quite comically trying to dispose of a bomb. You know, and, and he's just he's got hold of this bomb and he's running around a room and he's like, oh no, oh no, oh no, and it's like you're meant to be the world's greatest detective and you don't know what you're doing with a bomb. This is What's concerning. No Clearly not. Anyway, um, we're, <laughs> we're going to overrun ever so slightly because I've still got the Overclock Remix track that I want to play. So I'm going to let this Sega GT track run its course. Um, and then I'm go we're going to say our goodnights. We're going to play... Um, we're going to play... Uh, we're going to play that Overclock Remix track and then we'll go... I know Gruffinato raises a good point here, uh, uh, Vita. Um, you say there's nowhere in hell that uh, we'd get you to watch Sonic Underground, but we're fairly again, sure you said the again. same thing. Yeah, we're fairly the, sure the, that you the, said the, the same view, thing with My Little my Pony. My point is here, I've seen Sonic Underground, I know it's absolutely terrible, so then I never want to touch it again. Hmm. But yeah, watch My Little Pony now. Because it's awesome. Yeah. Only Gen really? 4, though. Really, really, really. I don't understand it. what the whole. What's the whole idea with gens? Is it is it something is it something similar like with Transformers where you had Generation One and then they tried to do Transformers Generation Two but it was utter rubbish, so they reverted yeah, it, back it, to it, Generation it's, it's One. Kind again. Of, it kind of reflects where basically you kind of just start over again, um, different art style, right. different um, different stories, that kind of thing. Right, so it's just the, the the cartoon just basically reboots itself every couple of months. Yeah, uh, years, years, every couple uh, of years. Right, so hopefully, hopefully, then by the time this next reboot happens, you'll 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 have actually grown out of it. Uh, possibly, yeah. Hello there, my name is Gavi, and this message is replacing the end of this week's episode of Saturday Night at Sega, purely because we had a couple of messages um, the day after the show was originally broadcast on Radio Sega, uh, with some concern towards how the show actually finished, um, specifically that we may have overstepped the line with a few remarks. <laughs> now, I completely understand and agree with the uh, with the comments that were made, and have therefore taken the decision to actually completely edit out the ending of Saturday Night Sega episode 97 
um, and replace it with with this message. Uh, on behalf of myself, Radio Sega, and if you see the Saturday Night Sega radio show and podcast, I would like to unobservably um, apologise to everybody or anybody who who actually felt that we did go too far um, with the remarks made towards the last um, 30 to 45 minutes of the of the show and I would like to uh, to, to point out that it is not something that we will intend uh, that we intend on doing again in the future um, and in fact we are actually going to step up our uh, efforts to prevent such a um, such an event from happening again. So again, I would like to apologise to anybody who may have felt that we did go a bit too far with what did start out to be a friendly joke. Um, it did end up becoming something uh, which it was not actually intended to be at all. And yes, that's pretty much it. So hopefully you'll um, continue tuning in to Saturday Night Sega every Saturday night. Um, and we will put the unfortunate events uh, that marred the uh, the ending of episode 97 down to an experience which we really should not have let occur. It um, you know this this far into the length of a show, it should not have happened. So uh, once again, I do apologise and thank you for listening to Saturday Night Sega and for all your continued support. <laughs>